These are the Rural Generalist Supervisors of the Loddon Mallee region, training tomorrow's medical workforce across the northwest of Victoria. These supervisors take the specialist skills they've honed over an entire career and mentor, train and guide rural generalists towards a dynamic and fulfilling career in rural medicine. Dr. Sarah Vanderwall is the Director of Obstetrics and Gynaecology at Echuca Regional Health and a Staff Specialist in ONG at Bendigo Health. The training environment Dr. Vanderwall can provide in Echuca means that there's much more scope for individualised training and development of skills for rural generalists, as well as further opportunities to develop closer ties with patients within the community. Being able to create one-on-one -on -one sort of long-term relationships with patients, it's almost private practice without being in private. And I love being able to work with other rural generalists and take on skills from them that I wouldn't be able to get normally and just be really involved in the community in a way that, that I think that you, you miss in many places otherwise. How might those relationships, both between the patient, but also between the supervisors and trainees shape the training as well as practicing experience? So I'm the only obstetrician and gynecologist up here on a regular basis. Um, we have gynecologists who come up and operate every so often. So they usually do one list a month. Um, and that's really, really great for the service. But I'm here every Monday and Tuesday. So in terms of like trainings, I really get to sort of spend one-on-one -on -one time over a long period of time really fostering that relationship from a, a starting basis of not a lot to being able to be a fairly you know functional junior doctor in ONG and that's really lovely to be able to kind of walk that journey with them and with the other the GPOs we've got this really lovely team here where everyone knows everyone else and you can call on people as you need to really create sort of a, a almost a bespoke training environment as people need so we can Kind of figure out what places people need more work, less work, and, and just sort of move things around to make that happen for them, which I think possibly doesn't happen in a place where you've got lots and lots and lots of people training and you kind of, you have to fit the, the box. We can actually change the box for you. What sort of feedback do you get from the trainees because of that tailored training experience? I mean, we're fairly new to having junior doctors on our service. We've only had them for two years. But they talk about the fact that they get to spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with the midwives, that, you know, the fact that they that's just them makes them such, you know, they are the doctor around every day. And that means that they really get a chance to be involved in everything at, at all times as they need. And so they find it a really kind of uh, holistic training environment and they enjoy being able to say oh look I'm you know I, I feel like I need some more experience in labor ward and we, we move them that way or I you know I feel like I need to do more clinic and then we can move them that way so the, the feedback's been very positive. How does your training the trainees fit into the rest of your work schedule? I think about I mean I'm only here Monday Tuesday and I, I do a fair admin component but it's been nice because we, we've started setting up a lot of clinics. We've set up a, a gynae clinic service. Um, we're in the middle of setting up an antenatal clinic service. For me, it's just, it's, I've worked in public my whole life. So we've always got trainees. So I'm quite used to having someone walking beside me the whole way. And here you just get to do it a little bit more one-on-one. -on -one. They're not kind of trying to make multiple people happy at the same time. I know that sounds strange, but 
it's lovely to see them sort of grow and adapt and to make sort of little changes and you know and and it, we get a lot out of having them here I mean it just fits perfectly into your training day because they make your life easier and you make their life more interesting and, and it becomes a symbiotic relationship there will be major lifestyle considerations to living somewhere like Echuca. I don't live in Echuca, so I live in Bendigo um, and I commute up here, um, but I stay up here on call every second weekend. You get an opportunity to really become part of a community. Um, so even though I'm just, you know, I'm only up here two days a week, I only stay over one day a fortnight. It's funny just running into midwives in the supermarket, you know, seeing people out in the community, you, you get the feel, much more the feeling that you're making a, a difference, much more a feeling that you're actually creating a, a service for people who would otherwise have to go elsewhere and just making that, that difference to them that they don't have to leave their own hometown and then showing that to the junior doctors that they can come back and be a part of that community, that they can do their training here, that they can then move on to being GPs or, or go get specialty training. It's a really lovely feeling. Why should rural generalists develop ONG skills? I think the most important reason is that ONG covers essentially all of women's health, specific to women and non-binary people and trans people. So, you know, over 50% of the population. As a doctor, you are going to constantly come across things that fall under the ONG banner. And you're going to need to know how to approach them with all of the, the necessary skills. And even if you don't yourself know how to approach a problem, you're going to need to know where to go and find the information, who to send them to. It's impossible to be a rural doctor and not be consistently bombarded with things that are ONG related. Do you keep in touch with your trainees after they've wrapped up training with you? I do um, as much. I mean, as much as they want to, but we tend to we get them at the most junior level, and so um, you know, if they if they hang around, then we absolutely do. But I, you know, you run into them at conferences or in various places, and it's really nice to see where they've gone to and where they've come up against. And I've got trainees who were my residents when I was a junior registrar, who was my registrars now in a completely different state. You know, it's nice that people come to you and people will contact you for career advice and one of the best parts of it. Do you encounter any challenges along the way while you're training someone in a setting like a Chuka? I think that you encounter challenges anyway because medicine is a lot of different sub areas and subspecialties and I think that a lot of them require different ways of thinking about things and I think that ONG requires you to really marry together I mean, it depends what it is, but a lot of emotional with the physical, with other processes. And so it's not for everyone as a specialty and as even as a subspecial, like a, a, as a generalist kind of subspecialty, it's not for everyone. For some people, it's, it's just not the right thing. And so, you know, sometimes you'll get people and, and you'll, you'll take them through their training and you'll realise both of you halfway through that, you know, in terms of long-term training, this is not going to be something that they incorporate as a subspecialty. But you still need to get them the experience that will let them be a generalist. That can be a challenge sometimes when you're trying to shepherd someone through something that they don't find particularly exhilarating. But, you know, someone had to take me through renal medicine when I was a, a trainee and, you know, you do what you do.
Um, have you got any stories from over the years training up people that you would be willing to share? Experiences that uh, trainees might have been able to help you or you've been able to sort of help teach them something that's been really valuable? I've had some really lovely experiences where I've had um, medical students follow me around for a week and then come back and be my, you know, be my intern. Um, and now they're a resident and now they're going to be a registrar next year and they're going to get onto the training program. They're going to be my colleague. And just like being able to see someone's passion for not just women's health, but ONG grow over that time has just been so phenomenal. And um, I got a really lovely letter from the med school when they sort of, they'd asked the students to sort of highlight things that they'd been taught over the years, you know, people that had brought it out in them. And one of the med students said that, uh, you know, I'd really made them think about inclusivity and pronouns and assumptions that people make about the people in front of them and what their life is and the fact that that there's everyone's living a different life and you need to be accepting and inclusive and watching some of my residents you know ask people about their pronouns and, and come to me to talk about you know things like queer health and things like that have just been so fulfilling and I think a lot of that stuff is probably has been missing for a long time when you don't have a huge community. There's queer people in every community, but to be able to help people learn that and has been just probably one of the best things of my career. And as I said, I've, I've had one trainee who's gone from being my intern to now being my registrar and our kids are best friends. Her daughter and my son are, go to school together and they're best friends and we do drop-offs and pickups together and just creating that little sort of community of, Inclusive, supportive medicine. It's just been really wonderful. Thanks to Dr. Vanderwall for talking about their work and to you for listening. If you're interested in becoming a supervisor or joining the Victorian Rural Generalist Program, head to vicruralgeneralist.com.au. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and links to everything are in the show notes. You can listen to more stories from Rural Generalist Supervisors by subscribing on your podcast app of choice where you'll find new episodes every week. This podcast has been made possible by funding from the Victorian Department of Health through the Loddon Mallee Rural Generalist Program, Murray City Country Coast GP Training and Monash University's Northwest Victorian Regional Training Hub funded through the Commonwealth Department of Health's Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program.